Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text-to-give. It's all at one cause. OneCause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event, and you should be using it. Go to OneCause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at OneCause.com. Check them out today. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making every day count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marks to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. It just so happens that those who lead small and medium-sized nonprofits are actually the ones we should be talking to to help you do good better. With me today, Ryan, uh, he's chaplain over at Heart of Clay. Ryan, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you, sir. Uh, very appreciative of your time to uh, chat a little bit about what you do as an organization, because I'm pretty sure people are looking at this on iTunes and Spotify and uh, YouTube, and they say, this sounds interesting, but I don't know enough. So Ryan, if you could, a 5,000 foot view on uh, who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today. Yeah. So I am the chaplain with Heart of Clay uh, Correctional Ministry here in Clay County, uh, based out of Moorhead. Um, we serve basically four groups. Um, we have three transitional homes for men and women who are coming out of incarceration or are in recovery. Um, we support uh, ministry efforts at the juvenile center here in Moorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, we are gearing up, and that's probably the thing that we're excited about, is we're gearing back up to go back into the correctional facility here to do programming with the men and women that are incarcerated there. And also every year we like to show our law enforcement some appreciation. So every summer we have an event for the law enforcement personnel and their family. Um, we do this 
because um, some of us have, have that lived experience and we want to see these men and women and their families get out of what my one of my good friends calls is a spaghetti bowl of addiction and incarceration. Outstanding. I love that. And uh, how, so how did you get started? What was the, the, the inspiration or the motivation behind starting uh, Heart of Clay? Uh, for me specifically, um, I was released from prison back in 2007. And when I was released, I had a safe home to go to. I had a job to go back to. I had a church that literally loved the hell out of me. And, but over time I had met a lot of guys when I was incarcerated that did not have that. And I knew that they were coming out with next to nothing. And so that's what kind of set me on that path. Um, a group of us over here in Clay County, um, really admired what jail chaplains was doing over in Fargo and in the Cass County jail. And so kind of our, uh, idea was why can't we have what they have over there here? And so a group of us got together, had an informational meeting in Dilworth, uh, kind of to gauge the interest and to get some people on board. And it was in 2015, 16, somewhere around there, where we started uh, Heart of Clay and have just been going from there and going through the doors that God opens. I love it. Uh, One of the harder things, I think, in life is running a nonprofit. The trials and tribulations that go with this thing is, uh, they're too numerous to mention. Uh, but there's also probably a, a boatload of great stories and wonderful impact that you've made that kind of keep you rocking. Is there a story that you sort of look back on or you use as a reference point when things get a little bit tough running a nonprofit? And you go, mm, this is why we do what we do. Yeah, you know, pretty much uh, any time that I get a little down and discouraged and maybe disheartened and maybe question why we do what we do, uh, it seems like God gives me a good reminder of why we do what we do. Um, last night, for instance, a guy came up to me in one of our homes and and showed me that he had, you know, paid off some debt and was, you know, received that notice that there was zero due on his debt and probably for the first time in his life. We've had uh, people get their driver's license for the first time ever. Um, Probably the coolest thing I get to see personally um, is seeing families being reunited. Um, I think back to a guy that didn't see his son for 25 years. Mm. And then all of a sudden that all came together and and to get to, to see that happen and to get pictures of him on my phone and a text that says, hey, you know what? My son called me dad for the first time ever or my son said that he loved me for the first time ever. Those are the moments that uh, fill me up and keep me uh, on track to keep doing what we're doing. I don't see how that couldn't, uh, to be honest with you. And again, it's not all sunshine and roses and puppy dogs and ice cream. There's a lot of challenges that come with running a nonprofit, and especially I think in your uh, particular niche. Um, is there is there one thing that's like extraordinarily challenging that you're facing and how on earth are you either dealing with it or dealt with it um, to try to kind of come out of it? Uh, I think probably the biggest challenge uh, this entire world has faced uh, is the last two years with COVID. Um, We had uh, prior to COVID, we had 30 to 40 volunteers going into the correctional facility to do programs. And then that all ended in the, in overnight. Mm -hmm. And so for the last two years, we have really been trying to stay engaged and, and stay active and, and figure out how to do things differently. Um, and then uh, out of the blue, about a month ago, we get a call from the correctional facility and those doors are opening back up. So now we've been spending time 
re-engaging our volunteers, coming up with a plan because things are going to look differently than they did before and, and just try to work with, you know, we have kind of have a moving target there on how things are going to look and uh, how we're going to carry that out. Um, but yeah, we are super excited right now to, to get back on track and uh, figure out how we can best minister to those men and women. I'd never count out a nonprofit leader who is uh, with a tenacity to start a nonprofit or sort of become one of the founders. Never count them out when things uh, get a little rough or hairy because they're going to figure out a way. And I feel like you're going to as well. It's going to be great. Um, and as someone who's kind of been on the founding side of a nonprofit, I think a lot of nonprofits who listen to the show always look for a little bit of nugget of information, the people who've been in the field, who've experienced what they've experienced, and maybe they can bring that back to their organization. So Ryan, is there a, a nugget of information or a tip or a trick that you could give another nonprofit that you've learned in the field that you'd like to pass on to the next generation of nonprofit leaders? You know, everything we do, uh, whether it's it's with law enforcement, whether it's with uh, leaders and administration at the correctional facility, whether it's with the men and women uh, that we work with that are, are trying to live a different life, or with us, our volunteers, it all seems to be based on relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think the more time you can spend engaging in those relationships, uh, the, the better the ministry is a, as a whole. Because people want to know you care. They want to know why you're doing what you're doing. What, what's, the, what's the hidden agenda, you know? And yeah. when you can try to take away some of that stuff and just say, hey, you know what? We're just here to serve you. We love you. We care about you. Whether you're a volunteer or an inmate, or even the staff at the correctional facility um, to know that that we're here because we care, um, and to keep those relationships going and be consistent in that, I think is is a is a challenge. But at the same time, I think it's it's what makes this work. Playing the long game is like one of the best tips that you can give because I think a lot of people think that the uh, short term wins. Or what feeds everything? No, no, no. I think you've got it 100% right where it's that relationship building that takes time. It takes trust. Uh, it takes effort. Uh, that's the payoff in the end. And speaking of payoff in the end, as we wrap up the show, I think people would want to know how on earth they get to know you a little bit better, how they get to know Heart of Clay a little bit better, but they don't know where to go. Ryan, where can uh, someone who's listening click on to find out more about what you do and give you a boatload of money if they have it? Yeah, so we are uh, do have social media. So we have Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn is the three that we kind of have focused on. Uh, we also have a website, which is heartofclay.org. Um, otherwise, uh, my contact information is on there. They can always give us a call. Um, we're getting ready to move into a, a different office setting that's going to be a little more visible and easy to find. And so uh, all that information will either be on social media or on the website. People can find us that way. Outstanding. We'll put all those links in the show notes as usual. And then when you're clicking around, dear viewer and or listener, remember, subscribe and leave a review and like and share this podcast. This is the type of awesome uh, folks that we get on here to learn a little bit about how it makes our community tick in the best possible way. And then immediately go back and go check out Heart of Clay and go donate a bunch of money or time or talent or treasure. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for what you do. I love that there's a gap that you're filling. I love that you're uh, tenacious enough to survive a, a two and a half year pandemic. Uh, I love uh, sort of the the whole idea of getting everybody back on their feet and, and celebrating some of these wins that would have not happened without you. But most of all, thank you so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. 
Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome, or A Practical Guide to Staying Sane While Doing Good for Free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com, go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code PODCAST, take 25% off of anything that you purchase, and I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome, I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today. 